Wow, so wow. needs to do the music from now on then. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of variety. Wow. Oh, that was uh, Rise. Who was it by Nisha? Uh, Raginda. Oh, so wow. he's a seat guy with a violin. Lit. I'm going to put that, that was on lit. my Spotify. Bro, oh. I'm trying to find it right now. That's <laughs> lit. Oh, uh, that hello. Lit. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Welcome. And welcome to Canterbury. I was kind of like the way that it dropped a little bit. I was like, "Oh yes, oh, I know, <laughs> oh, okay. guys, oh, guys." Oh. This is not talent. It's totally not <laughs> America's next top superstars. <laughs> You're right, though. <laughs> next top model. You know what's really funny? I actually oh. tuned into Britain's Got Talent for the first time in years. What's oh. going on over there? Saturday? No, Wednesday. Mm. Oh, I haven't actually watched that in what? Like, the longest. It's actually one of the TV shows me and my family come together and watch together. Mm. We used to do that with Britain. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's the I only th- thing that we actually sit down and watch together as what a family. What happened to that, man? What's been going on with that? University? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. We don't have TVs here. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Some people do. They just don't pay their TV license. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> VP Welfare, you're writing out your constituents, you know? And, okay. I mean, speaking of Britain's Got Talent and kind of like TV shows you put together, did anyone watch Eurovision this year? I no, do I don't actually watch it. Work, I don't understand. I don't understand I don't it. Watch I'm not gonna it. lie to you. I don't get it. I don't know what the purpose is. No, I just don't. I, don't. I was like, oh, you're okay, cool. I, I, but I know back like years ago that it was like a big, big thing. Like you yeah. know, there were articles and stuff around it. But I don't really see that. You know. I feel like this is going to be kind of like the UKIP in me coming out. But, you know, (laughs) since your vision... Well, but since uh, Eurovision like opened its doors up to Australia and Israel, it's not really Eurovision <laughs> anymore, is it? So, um, sorry, repeat that again. <laughs> I said, I didn't laugh. Like, I don't really feel like it's Eurovision anymore. Ever since it opens like its doors we're to Australia and Israel, and you know, we're losing our British fans. Oh my gosh! I'm just like, how is it Eurovision? Eurovision are we conservative of you, Nisha. <laughs> bringing on, bringing wow. on the Australians and I'm all not, the. I'm what Nisha Farage now. <laughs> I'm not Nisha. <laughs> God forbid. Yeah, yeah. hey. Get out of your Eurovision. <laughs> Let's get the let's get the Australians out. That, that is Isn't my that like is bring the Europe back to Europe. Bring the Euro back to you know vision. Doesn't that make it like Commonwealth vision then? I mean, I know that other really European countries. Maybe I know like world vision. Yeah, that's true. The African world. nation. But that doesn't really it. sound like a like a good name. World vision. No. I mean, that's a charity. Global vision. That, yeah, people send money and sponsor children. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What kind of Sorry. children? Um, African. Asian, basically third world in air quotes. Um, I don't like that term. Uh, anyway, hey, hey, yeah, hi, hey, welcome okay. to Counterbame. Yes, uh, I see you trying. I see you trying. My name is Blessing, and is um, you know what? <laughs> it is actually. It is. That's my no, isn't it? That's mad. My name is Blessing and um, Lizzo has been like just lifting me with positive vibes this week. We thank God. Mm-hmm. Oh, I enjoyed that concert. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. You have to tell us more about it. Yes, I will, I will. I will. My name is Omalade and I want to give a special shout out to the LGBTQ community because it's Pride mm-hmm. Month. Woo! Yeah. 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 Shout out to our Pride and LGBTQI plus. <laughs> brothers yes, and sisters yes, and non-genders and 
everything else. Hello, you can't see it, but I'm dancing in the studio mm. for everyone celebrating. Yeah, yeah, go on. What's this dance called? Uh, that's tossing the rest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. She's tossing the rest. It's rice. Rice. R I C E. Oh, is it? Okay. They're using two hands and they're shaking both side to side. Sorry. Do your introduction, Nisha. Hello, my name is Nisha. I am not Nisha Farage yet. <laughs> Tommy Robinson, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Sprinkling milkshake, holy water on you. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> I tell you that. Okay, never mind. I think about when I sprinkle holy water. I thought you were kind of marrying into that family. That's what you were saying. You wait. I mean, did you hear about the before the MEP elections? Nigel Farage was kind of like taken into a safe place because they kept seeing people with milkshakes <laughs> oh, yeah. coming out. No, I actually heard apparently that emotions. people like did a circle around him ready to throw milkshakes at him. <laughs> and you know what I was saying? That's I was beautiful. saying that they should have gotten like a speaker and blasted my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. I love Every, it. Like, it could be like the battle cry for like when they want to milkshake him. <laughs> just start playing that and everyone just goes, you know, brings their McFlurries, their little banana, strawberry, vanilla milkshakes from McDonald's. And the strawberry And just, one. you know, Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like a cult or like yeah. the surrounding him, like yeah, like a ceremony. Shake him, guys! Shake him. <laughs> I feel like that would make such a great comedy horror film. Yeah, Ooh. like a budget one. Like the budget Ooh. is one. And then be... the milkshakes turn you into like a liberal. Oh my god! Wow, that's that's. Yeah. that's a, that's the scariest thing for lib- um what's it called racist yeah, yeah. yeah. and depending on the kind of flavor like that's gonna be how you change so mm. like the chocolate one will kind of make you more woke the Hashtag. the white one will, <laughs> or the vanilla one will uh i guess <laughs> help you some way <laughs> the strawberry one i don't know what that would do it'll give you some burn yeah Make you more sexually liberated. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. We're really, we're really just we're just, we're, we're just, just, we're just going everywhere. Yeah. Hi, Thank everybody. You. And uh, this is Canterbury. So you know us by now. But hey, Come uh, we're it's a show. A boys. <laughs> it's been a year plus. Uh, this is a show where we talk about our life experiences as BAME students and individuals here in the quaint little town of Canterbury. Mm-hmm. Um, if you still don't know what BAME stands for, and Come if. On, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, I mean seriously if you don't I'm kind of surprised it stands for black Asian and minority ethnic Bruh, and on. this is a show where we aim to offer the different views and opinions of those who fit into those categories mm. and you know we aim to be a platform for people to express their views and opinions and for mm-hmm. those who don't know about them to listen so if you'd like to follow our conversation today please feel free to at us at Canterbane mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. and you know maybe you know send a little comment because as we always say shade is encouraged and, and they follow, follow is appreciated come on mm-hmm. so come today on. we're kind of having a what's been going on in the world episode <clears throat> we're going to split it though down the middle we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about like the, the bad like news like the red sea <laughs> moses was that you <laughs> what is going on send us blessings <laughs> moses please because <laughs> moses split the red sea <laughs> do you get it and we're in studio red Oh! <laughs> I'm turning off the Come mic. Come on! Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I put the microphone on my mouth. How <laughs> many people's lips have stuck oh, there? Can you not make me think of that, please? Anyway. Brush um, your teeth when you get home. <laughs> Oh, shout out to Lady Michelle who's coming to uh, oh, yeah. Summer Ball. Brush your teeth. Oh, actually, not to diverse from where you, what you were just about to no, say, but I mean, have you guys I seen the Pretty Little Thing um, 
The pretty little thing what? The pretty little thing um music video with Will I Am Lady Lusha um Will I Am Lady Lusha, Miss Banks and Lioness. No. Mm. Oh, they did like they they they've done like a music video for Pretty Little. So they did like a campaign for um Pretty Little Thing. It's actually pretty really, little thing is in the clothing. Like, yeah, like the clothing brand. Oh. And the song is called Pretty Little Thing. Yeah, it's mm. actually like a really good song. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Didn't the CEO of Pretty Little Thing get accused of like sexual harassment or something? Really? Mm. Hey, no, they don't listen. If you're listening and you're confused, do your Googles because Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't know that. That's why I heard I that, that uni days aren't working with them for some reason really? because like that's why there aren't any codes on uni days right now. Ooh. What? I mean, do you I don't really use the codes anyways. Mm. Graduated. <laughs> um, oh, no. It's a uni day CEO. Oh, it's the other way around. Oh. Never mind. Thank you, the tab. Wow. wow. This Ooh. is why your Boohoo and PLT uni days discounts but aren't Boohoo working. and no, Prisoner thing are different, though, because it's the son that runs Boohoo and the father runs Pretty Little Thing. What? Yeah, so Pretty Little Thing, I mean, sorry, Boohoo is run by the son of the person who runs um, Pretty Little Thing. Nice. Yeah. Either way, the clothes aren't good quality. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I do like the fit because the Pretty Little Thing tries to be making my butt look cute. But yeah, the clothes I, aren't good quality. I think I've I've come to the conclusion that I just, I, I don't really like buying clothes on Pretty Little Thing anymore. It's just too, <laughs> I feel like they're trying to really cater to the whole slim, thick kind of body shape you can see it in the models yeah, and you can see in the models as well and it's just sometimes i just want a dress i don't want it to be bodycon everything mm-hmm. sometimes explore different sites that's what i've been yeah. doing recently trying mm-hmm. to find others and also i'm kind of trying to look into more sustainable clothes yeah, yeah. they have a sustainability um like line now mm-hmm. on pretty nice. thing it's called recycled oh but oh. It, it's just like basics sort oh, of like oh. kind of just Can't go wrong with a few basics. Yeah. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so this episode, we're talking about what's been going on currently in the world. Um, we're going to split into the good. I mean, the good, the bad, the bad, the good, the ugly, the uh, not so ugly. <laughs> you know, that those things. Um, <laughs> Bless you. Love. Sorry. Uh, so I think we're going to jump right into something that's not so good. Um, what has been going on recently in terms of... What are we talking about? Oh, R. Kelly. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. Well, blessing. Let us know that he is actually going to be going to jail. We thank God for so many years of so many women coming out and speaking out against him. The documentary that was made as well. Um, then us hearing that apparently he got bail from yeah. a fan or something mm. like that yeah. and now he's finally going down for his crimes and it's honestly amazing yeah. well we're not sure if he's going down yet but he's been charged mm-hmm. more recently with 11 new counts of wow. sex abuse and assault 11 yes. yeah between the age of 13 and 16 in oh, Chicago I'm actually disgusted <laughs> yeah what a mess so oh, the charges brought against him were sev- after seven women including his ex-wife <coughs> accused him so his ex-wife has come out and been one of the one of the big mm. people in this as well you know one thing i actually do want to highlight though a little bit is that how people sometimes um forget the fact that you can also be raped in a marriage or you yeah. can also oh, be yeah. sexually assaulted in a marriage i think people think once you're married to someone like everything is permitted. like every not even everything is perfect but like stuff like rape or sexual harassment or sexual assault can't happen can't happen mm-hmm. but it can like marriage doesn't mean that you consent to you know every every single thing like you also you also are an individual and you also have agency as well. Mm-hmm. So 
I remember a statistic coming out a while ago about how um, some people didn't believe that rape within a marriage was possible. I mean, yeah, it, was only, it wasn't a law? Yeah, it was only like in 1994 mm. that it finally became a law in the UK that oh yeah. you can be raped in a marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Just, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm probably sure there are many, there are many like people who do get raped in a marriage, but they don't see it as rape because they're married to that person. So mm. it, to them, in their mind, it's probably like, no, that's not really rape because I'm married to him. So, mm, yeah. It and not to like go deeper into it as well. I think it's also the idea of like as women, we're meant to like pleasure men. So it's like if you know you sort of like den- if you sort of deny it, then it's like why yeah. are you denying him? You know, yeah. oh, that makes my skin. Cool. And it's kind yeah. of like I know that in Hinduism, when you marry a man, you're it, it's basically like the man kind of turns into kind of a form of a god for you as well. Mm. So it's like he's up there like with the deities that you worship. So mm. the funny thing is some men even see themselves as gods in marriage. Okay, can mm. we talk quickly about recently there's been a few tweets popping around and it's kind of, one was about that man who was angry at his girlfriend for feeding the baby before she fed him. Oh yeah. What? <laughs> Did you see that? No. Okay. Kind of so basically the man the I think the girlfriend was like, Okay, dinner's ready. He came up and then she was about to feed the baby and he was like, No, you have to feed me first. I'm the man of the house. Excuse and she was me. like, The baby can't feed themselves, I need to feed the baby and she was like, No, I'm the man of the house, that isn't right. And everyone was like, Excuse you? Yeah. And then also this other man who tweeted like for the perfect woman, we have to be able to split the bills 50-50. She has to submit to me. She has to be earning 70K plus. Huh? Wait, so while, while you're splitting the bills and, and she's cooking your food and she has to cook, I was on the list, you, yeah. You also wanted to be earning 70K. Jesus and Christ. And then I think Aloni or somebody else tweeted about how, um, so basically you guys want it's pet you guys are like hiding patriarchy with the whole idea of like oh she can still go out and be living her life then she must be coming back and serving you mm-hmm. or like you know, <laughs> I can't remember exactly you know what I you know what I've come to like realise oh, she's getting wise on us guys mm-hmm. is oh. the fact of men who are actually like this they choose to be like this mm-hmm. so I've come to realise that <clears throat> like okay fair enough you can unlearn a lot of the like those ideals like a lot of guys have to unlearn a lot of those ideals but I actually believe that there are some guys who actually choose to have those ideals and actually like kind of I don't know what the word is but they choose to be like that and they choose to have those mentalities because Mm. they think it's the right thing or they feel like within themselves like they can sort of like it it confirms their masculinity in a way Mm -hmm. if they're like that no definitely yeah you know what annoys me even more fake feminists oh hmm. oh Nisha has something what you mean like men who like claim to be feminists hmm. and then the misogyny comes out in all these little nooks and crannies it's one to be acting like yeah I'm here so for everyone should be equal men and women and then when you get to know them you're like oh no this is just your line to pick up people I was yeah. actually having a conversation a few days ago um with um with with Michael and <laughs> who's Michael? Sorry, sorry, can you say that again? Sorry, can you say that again? My partner. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, okay. yeah I was having a conversation <laughs> with him and we were talking about like how, because um, he, so he tweeted something about like how, um, like, we need to sort of teach men to not be, you know, horrible people i saw that yeah Yeah. so rather than telling women you know be careful why don't we actually teach men to not prey on women and you know act in like 
horrible like in a horrible way mm-hmm. and then I think we were just having a conversation about it and he was like how so must have he must have said something sort of similar a few mo- like before and so must have said oh you're only saying that because you want girls to sort of like you know like talk to you and like pick you like it's sort of like a student pick <laughs> me yeah like a pick me but he was but he was like to be honest it's not really trying to be a pick me it's being fully honest and saying the truth like mm. really and truly if you think that's that's a pick me behavior then there's definitely something wrong with you then mm. yeah definitely yeah no if you're acting like uh wanting women to be safe by like reprimanding the people who are usually the more complicit ones causing them harm then mm. uh yeah that's a pick me i don't want to see you on your regular chill days um yeah <laughs> yeah so fake feminists are kelly um put them in the bin <laughs> put them in the bin uh all of them can go away uh, don't recycle them put them in a landfill Ooh. Oh, um, what else? Oh, Love Island. Okay, so that discussion mm, came uh. up recently about diversity and inclusion yes. within Love Island. So recently, um, the lineup for the people who will be entering the house first were re- was released, and among them was a plus size woman. Um, <laughs> can I can I finish? Can that I finish? Can I finish what I'm saying? Can I finish what I'm saying? Thank you. A plus size woman in okay, air quotes. A black man, a black woman, uh, also a, another black woman might be mixed. We're not really sure, but um, yes, just a little bit, a little bit more of a sprinkling of color and mm-hmm. diverse bodies and echoes on mm-hmm. the Love Island uh, lineup. But um, they've been criticized because yes. plus size for them doesn't seem to be what everyone thought would be plus size. And also, no one saw Loni in the first lineup, so <laughs> <laughs> people are already angry about the whole Loni thing. And then, that, and then the the producer of Love Island had to write that. Did you see what he wrote when? Because people were criticizing it. I'll try and find the tweet. But people were criticizing it. And he must have like written like a statement saying like how. Um, okay, carry on talking and I'll find it. Okay, I think I know which one you're about to find. But um, yeah, so the uproar about the plus size woman was mainly because she in the best I mean you know you can identify whoever you want to identify but me personally I don't consider her plus size but Mm -hmm. then again she might consider herself plus size in Love Island standards they probably think that she's plus plus size size. because she has wider hips bigger boobs sorry that's not plus size no. <laughs> and she's tall, <laughs> but that's not plus size. And who else was talking about how um you can see the only reason they think that she's plus size again because of the hips and everything, but you can also see where the surgery has been done to make those hips bigger and the boobs. Again, this is speculation. Mm-hmm. I don't know your life. So mm-hmm. I found the statement. So basically, obviously, people were talking about like the lack of um, body diversity, and then. Um, <clears throat> The I think the producer or someone responded first and foremost. It's an entertainment show, and it's about people wanting to watch who you've got on the screen falling in love with each other. And I think what what I found quite problematic with that is that he's basically trying to say that people want to see certain Any type people. of people. Yeah, basically certain type of people fall in love. So the fact of having like plus size or people of diverse backgrounds on it that's not what people don't want to see those kind of people fall in love they want to see the average white man or the average white woman falling in love with Mm. each other Mm -hmm. or yeah and I mean Jamila Jamil kind of wrote about this as well Mm. Um, I don't know I find her very (laughs) okay we'll talk about her after I mean she said that uh, the producers of Love Island think this slim woman counts as their new token plus size contestant are they drunk and uh, maybe well 
I mean, I was kind of like I I wouldn't identify her as plus size myself either. I just it's it's again this whole like I get that it's for entertainment. I get that there's this idea of you saying like, oh, you probably want everybody in the house to seem attractive. But what you're basically saying is that people who are bigger, people who are fatter mm-hmm. aren't attractive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's, again, it's television. They probably want the most like conventionally appealing version of like bigger or plus size to be on TV. Mm. So they don't have issues or they have like nobody like saying things about her or that, you know, is good entertainment. But I can see what they're going to do with this. They're going to make her the plus size girl and make her storyline about how oh she's struggling in the house mm. to find someone because oh my gosh I'm so much bigger than everyone else well, mm. you know what as if and her body to be honest I'm not gonna lie to you her body is what so essentially the way that she looks like is the conventional sort of look for how people think plus size people should look like yeah so her them con- I'm, not, I'm not explaining what I'm trying to say properly but the fact that they're calling her plus size she's not plus size okay she's what conventionally is accepted or is an acceptable body type mm-hmm. as well because everyone like people are people are currently obsessed with the whole slim thick like big hips thinner waist and she, that's essentially what she has her body does not look like plus the size. average yeah like the, like the average like the average woman she, her body does not look like the average woman so I don't really know if I can really relate to her as a plus size person. So. <laughs> um, for me, my only complaint about Love Island is I don't see any more Asian people on there. But apparently the Vakili, Anna Vakili is yeah. the plus size woman. Oh. Uh, that's her name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's from the Middle East. So oh, okay. I guess that's their version Where? of... Um, well, when I looked up... white people from the Middle East. <laughs> apparently jesus was like and he was from you know yeah that's a lie but um no uh when i looked up As her surname he's not white so <laughs> <laughs> not like, not like jesus is a liar he's, he's white jesus yep. wasn't white okay sorry go back he was described as having wool like his hair wool like, like hair. Wool. whose okay. hair is wool yeah. like amongst you caucasian yes. mm-hmm. sorry Nisha, go back to you <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I looked up her surname, and uh, the majority of the people that hold that surname is Iranian. So mm. she could be from Iran, but okay. this is me looking up her surname. So I've got no okay. idea where she's mm. from. I think I'm. I'm. To be honest, I think as well. To be devil's advocate, I think as well with shows like Love Island. It's one of those ones where you watch it to just watch it. You you know you don't really think too much in terms of you know the tv show or anything like that so i guess when people are always asking for like diversity it's just like i don't really want to see our people being on there like, yeah because you know, after what happened with samira, with samira i'd rather I not like, yeah. watch like a bigger girl going through yeah, her on that show yeah to like honest. i wouldn't want to put like other black women or other brown women in that like in the shoes of samira because she was struggling anyone like, who could be considered other like samira yeah, was yeah. like the one was she the only black girl she was last year pretty last much year? the only i think or she did was the anyone only black else girl. come in she was the, she was she was the only dark skin mm-hmm. girl mm-hmm. on the show uh, i don't know about black but i know she was a dark like she was she was dark skin yeah and also if you look at um like um what's his name blazing squad what's his name uh-huh. the one that was, was part of blazing squad oh, what's blazing squad blazing squad love island but yeah i was thinking I his name oh Ma- is marcel, it marcel marcel yeah i didn't even watch that season yeah. I this. they were they did not appreciate marcel like because obviously he's darker as well mm. and he's not like samir like he's 
like I think a shade darker than Tamira. So maybe we should like make jokes about like him being with um the girl that he ended up going with and like yeah, it was just it's very weird. Yeah. I was see I, I was talking about this with Blessing earlier. I was like, is it you is it because you don't see like is the reason that you don't see South Asian people on Love Island is because you're they're just hella scared about what their parents are gonna think when they show up on telly. I mean there in was there was there was um like I think the first season there was one Asian guy on there. An Asian but, guy. Yeah, there was oh. an Asian guy on there. But I also think as well they so attract Asian guy they, on there last year. They normally I think so. They always normally get the a person of colour <laughs> who essentially is I don't wanna say whitewashed but like sort of like, you know, can it's kind of moldable can to assimilate. like yeah can assimilate mm-hmm. basically to like the Look audience at that yeah. Worker from yeah, j- yeah yeah that can assimilate essentially so they can't really get you know omelade from barking <laughs> 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 you know, i would love just, to see omelade from barking bro, right there can you guys. imagine your mom calling it like omelade Hi guys! Why are you wearing so big, my name is holiday and obviously I'm uh, um, obviously here to find love. Oh yeah, because I've had Can we such talk a about how well, a lot of them are like 22, 23 oh and they're like artists. They're like, I'm here to find the one. I'm like, why? <laughs> she Omalada smacked her head on the microphone yeah, yeah. and she is shocked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, kind of the one hmm? at twenty two, twenty three. I mean, I, I guess. Mean, some oh, people get married in like you know. That's some people true, get married true. in like like you know when they're sixteen, seventeen. That's true. Not sixteen, sorry. Like they meet the person and you know get married like quite young. I don't know if I, I go did... on TV to do that though. At well, mm. Like I want to go find the one on TV. I mean, you know, this is my anyways, anywhere. Yeah, anywhere's anywhere. To be honest, you the only way you could find the love of your life. But I was gonna say something. I I was watching this. Um, this documentary on BBC Three, and it was looking, and it was this two cop, like this couple who are basically like twenty two, twenty three, and they are married, and they were talking about like how um, like them being young and like married, and like how people tend to like look at them in like a very strange way, and apparently statistically, couples who get married um, like earlier or get married quite young or move in together before they get married are more likely to divorce. I remember my friend bringing that up, um, the moving in together, and mm. it was when we were hanging out with another friend who moved in with her partner. Mm. Ooh, and the like, friend, ooh. but the friend had kind of walked away, and she was like, "And we we're just talking about statistics, and we we're like, oh yeah, would you ever live with a partner?'" My friend was like, "No, have you ever seen the statistics about moving in with your partner and how it's more likely you'll break up?" And then the other friend came through, like, "What are you guys talking about?" And she was like, "Nothing." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I don't believe that. If I'm being fully honest, I feel like I'm, I'm more on the side of like moving in together before you get married. Because mm-hmm. look at my life. Marriage is really it's it's a long time commitment to be honest. Yeah. And you sort of want to know, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you want to try before you buy. Yeah, you you want to test you want to test the Take a you, sip of that milk yeah. before you have that cup. I mean, yes, exactly. Or in um, in my case, you want to taste the soya before you know you okay. milk it. You oh. know what? Are you lactose intolerant? Now? No, I just drink soya milk. Um. I think like everyone's moved to that. I don't drink cow's milk because, anymore. Because because you can't cow's milk has pus. In it. <sighs> it's not even proven. Have you seen? Have you seen the way that the milk comes? Isn't that because of like when you do to like the really commercial farming? If you went to like a farm and got it fresh, would it not be correct? It would be different. Yeah, yeah. it's I because we like overproduce all our meat and all of our like animal products. Dairy, yeah. It's like because we're just doing too much. Capitalism has effed everything, guys. Yes, but it's as I was built on the back of slavery. I wanted to ask you guys though: Would you move in with your partner before you get married? 
Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think living with someone is like a whole new experience and mm. I think I need to test that out before I mm-hmm. marry you and then move in with you. Mm. Yeah. Because... I mean, I'm sure people are like, that's part of the marriage experience. You know, you go overcome these obstacles of living I mean, together. Really? I'd rather know that you are clean, you can wash up after yourself. That like, you put your shoes where they belong. Yo, <laughs> that you regularly dust, that you don't leave just food scattered around. You don't just chuck your belongings into if the corner. If I'm being fully honest, because uh, when people talk about marriage, they talk about it like it's a new thing in your relationship, which essentially it, well it I don't be. I don't really see it as like a new thing in your relationship I expect you know marriage to just be like just just a thing that just happened mm. it shouldn't mm. be like a, oh now that we're married we're gonna have to do this differently and we're gonna have to make this very different I always for me anyways I always practice um, in my relationship how I would be in terms of like a marriage not mm. like not like oh you know um, actually yeah would you say that you're dating to marry them yeah hmm <laughs> yeah but then it's like why would you date someone if you're not looking to be with them for a very long time fun because i just want mm, i like really. them in that moment no i mean for me for me for you for me, yeah. For me, yeah for me but i i think for me i wouldn't want to be with someone just because for in this very in this very moment <laughs> I enjoy being with you. I want to be with you because I see a long time, like I see a long term um, future for both of us. Mm. If I don't see a long term future for both of us, I just feel like it's a waste of time mm. for me. Yeah. By the way, not gonna lie, yeah. I felt like that too. And I mean, in the two relationships that I'd been with, like that I'd had, it was like two years and four years, and they were both with intent to marry. Mm. And then, kind of like once I did all of that I was like wow I literally just wasted four years of my life being Mm. with someone Mm. that I'm not going to marry like what was the point in that Mm. and for me now it's kind of like well if someone comes my way Mm. I see how it goes Mm. and then like and depending on the kind of person that I'm with it's like if I can see that they're literally just kind of like it's fun Mm. like I don't if I mean I'm not dating anyone now anyway Mm. but like if they ever came along it's kind of like we'll see how we are in the moment and Mm. if something leads up to something then it does and if it doesn't then it doesn't I think I think as well to to kind of put disclaimers that I don't think like entering into a relationship for me the first like the first day I'm talking about marriage already I think it's more (laughs) of as you sort of develop with that person and as you sort of get to know that person more you sort of start to realize that okay this could actually be something more than just you know we're getting like you know we're having fun or whatever you actually see this as you actually see your life with that person as being something as long term and I think for me that's what I always like to see I always feel like relationships are one of those ones where like I don't want to go into something half-hearted I sort of want to go into it knowing full well that let's say we did get married or let's say that we like went five years down the line would I still see myself with you 30 years down the line would I still see myself with you with a child and all that kind of stuff so Mm. Mm. (laughs) no no I'm just looking at me no no I'm just looking at you because I I feel I feel bad sometimes I feel bad saying that because people are like oh that's so idealistic and it goes back to like Mm. what you were saying about you were with someone for four years and it felt like a waste of time but I think for me let's say in my current situation we're only together for four years and after that four years it clearly did not lead to you Mm. know where I thought it would lead then I wouldn't see that as a waste of time if I'm being fully honest. I feel like Mm. I would have seen it as me being wholeheartedly myself and the person themselves also being wholeheartedly themselves. Fair enough, it didn't work out, but I'll take it as a lesson as opposed to like a waste of time. And it could also lead you to like, it could also help you as well to get like to To prepare you 
for the next person who you're going to be with. Mm. I think that's something I had to take into account with my current relationship because Mm. it's there have been times where I've wondered if it would be something that if it would extend to the long term. And as much as I like I wanted to, I think a lot of like my worry has been about fully investing myself into something that I'm not sure how long it will be. Mm. And that's not just because of like. Um, what like in terms of like how we differ it's mm. I think in anything and a lot of like my personal relationships sometimes I wonder about where they can go and if it will last and you know mm. always in the back of my mind is like I mean this relationship could end in a lot of my personal relationships because of what I've experienced before mm. but I think I had to like take time and realize that by thinking of what like how it could end mm. I wasn't allowing myself to like enjoy, enjoy what this relationship yeah. is right now I in think the moment. That's, that's exactly where I was like initially when i um like when i entered into my relationship like i was sort of thinking oh my god what if it doesn't work out what if this is this lasts for only five months and then i feel like it's a waste of time when it got to a point where i was just like you know what i can't come and die if it ends it ends if it doesn't end it doesn't end Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna give 110 percent into this and i'm gonna be vulnerable and i'm gonna try and put my heart into this with that person and if it doesn't work out then fair enough but i know that i did my part to be a partner to that person and i was my best and equally as well they did their part as well so i i do i i don't sometimes i feel like some people might look at look at the way that i sort of move in terms of my relationship is like you know you're you're sort of putting all your eggs in one basket but i feel like you know what if the egg is worth putting into the basket then you know what dump it all in because really and truly i i i mean right now for me i feel like it's worth putting all my eggs in this basket so yes and now we're gonna go on a break (laughs) what are we gonna listen to now is it do maybe yeah do maybe do maybe Don't talk about your printer. <laughs> so, oh. guys, it was my birthday. Um, Happy I'll just birthday. talk about the printer. <laughs> yeah, I am going to talk about the printer. Yeah, no, but shout out to him. But so this week is actually my birthday, and I turned twenty-two. Hey, so, hey. hey. happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday! Hey, right. so. One time for the birthday, and eh, eh. two times for the birthday, eh, eh. three times for the birthday. Eh, eh. This is your birthday. Eh, eh. Yeah, so it was my birthday <laughs> on Thursday. Really, I'm gonna be honest with you. I actually didn't do anything for my birthday. Like in terms of like celebrating, mm-hmm. I went to a conference to go speak, which is what I did for my whole entire birthday. And then I came home and uh, ate the last piece of my birthday cake that I spent the whole week eating already. <laughs> Um, Wait, where did you get this cake from? My mom ordered it because she went to Nigeria as well. So she ordered the cake before she left and then I was Mm -hmm. just eating it bit by bit and I had the last slice on my actual birthday. Yeah. So then this weekend, um, like my boyfriend came down to Canterbury and he, and we met and basically he was, so he was going to do like a surprise like birthday gift and I was like, okay, cool. I don't really like surprises if I'm being fully honest, but you know he still proceeded to do the surprise (laughs) and he gave me a hint the day before like oh you know it's in a box and it's practical and i was like okay cool good great well i wonder what's in a box and it's practical (laughs) yeah so he came up to me (laughs) 
He came to me. You expected? Yeah, he came up to me and he was holding a box. Like, and this is a big box when he came up to me. And I was a bit tipsy as well. So I was like, why are you holding a box of a printer? And he was like, it's for you. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't want a printer. <laughs> why, why would you think I want a printer? And he was like, because obviously, like, when we're talking, you're always talking about like how, like, you have to stay late at work to print out your stuff. So I just thought it'd be good if you had your oh. own so you can put it from your phone as well because you don't have a laptop at the moment oh, and I was like, that's, such a that's, that's very sweet of you i'm not gonna use that printer why not? why not what am i where oh no he I just gave asked, you reasons no 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 i i asked him today where am i gonna put the printer in my room he was like, I don't know. You can figure that out yourself. <laughs> you have shelves. You can put one on the no, shelves. No, I can't. And then also as well, who's going to buy the paper for the printer? You. you didn't, it's, it's not your responsibility. <laughs> it's called so taking from Kent Union. I'm, really and truly, I can print for free at work. All but right. you now don't have to stay late at work. You can yeah. print from home. Yeah, but... You just really take the paper tr- from work. If I'm being fully honest... It was very, very like the. Th- I think it was more of the thought that I actually appreciated. Do you the still most. have the printer? I still did. You ask him for a refund. I told him to take it back. <laughs> he didn't take it back. <laughs> no, no, he's gonna take it back next week. Uh-huh. But I told him to take it back because yeah, I don't need That's a printer. Yeah, uh-huh. I, was just, I was just like, it's cute. It's very. You can use it to print off very, our merchandise. Yeah, yeah I guess you know so. the one liners from the group print, chat that everyone keeps talking about. I don't think it prints t-shirts though. Yeah, if it does do that, I might keep it. Print stickers, maybe. Oh, stickers. Photos, wow, you posters. know what? I'm full of ideas. Wow, okay, maybe maybe, maybe this printer idea is gonna be useful then. Look at look at my I'm here for you. Let's start a t-shirt business. Yeah, a side hustle. Yeah, exactly. So this meeting, great guys. When it's gonna happen? Yo, you tell me. We've got graphic 70, designers. About seventy percent of our Canter babes, Canter babes, said <laughs> that they wanted to see us. Ooh. So actually, sorry, just to just to shout out because we haven't shouted her out already. Dami's not here today. Oh yes! Oh, come Dami. on, blessing. Excuse me. Are you Am I the only Cantabem host in the studio? I, was like, yeah. I kept thinking. I was like, when is it going to be a nice place to put in? Oh uh, no, it should have put in any time. Any time is a nice place. <laughs> sorry to interrupt you. Like, no, no, no. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, Dami. Shout hey. out to Dami. How you doing, girl? Mm, we miss you. We love you. Mm-hmm. She said hi. Sorry, she couldn't be here today because oh, she got a okay. hustle. Yeah. She has to make that moolah. Yes. We all got a hustle. You do it, girl. Okay, In this capitalist we society that's bound us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a blessing. Kind of got into please. my whole death. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right. So, what's the next topic? Ah, Ooh, that's a good question. Is it going to be good news or bad news? Today, uh, let's sprinkle in a little bit of the bad. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Why not? You know, let's all be miserable. One in a row. Um, <laughs> black fishing. What's Sorry about black Oh, that's a good question, Omalade. What is black fishing? For yes. those of you who don't know, black fishing is a recent uh, trend that's been pointed out on social media mm-hmm. in where white women, many white women, will uh, darken their skin and apply Afrocentric features mm. to make themselves look uh, either black or racially ambiguous. Mm. Wow. That wasn't even a Nigerian accent. I don't know where that came from. It's okay. um, came from within. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> don't even know if that's a compliment. <laughs> um, so recently, the topic, the like topic of black fishing, has come up again because uh, somebody pointed out that a I think it was a, an Instagram person was like the she like highly bronzed her body and her skin and overlined her lips. 
and it's to give her so it was just like very very obvious like the glow from the bronzer was like reflecting off her like her whole body was a lot oh, wow. um and so somebody had criticized her for that and then another person had criticized the person criticized her saying you yourself who are wearing straight hair how can you be criticizing someone um, is this not cultural appropriation you're doing with like straight hair when you're a black woman you know and then what, people had to come people can have straight hair. thank you people had to come back with the receipts like saying one straight hair isn't what for one culture only white people do not mm-hmm. it's not their culture to have straight hair mm-hmm. so the culture have blonde hair many cultures have blonde hair straight hair hair that is silky and two um, what how is that even the same thing this woman has made herself racially ambiguous to look a certain way to gain these followers to gain these likes a lot of people gain promotions because they have the like Eurocentric features mm. with this slight racially ambiguous look mm. and it makes them seem more appealing because that's kind of what's in on social media right now looking no, slightly racially ambiguous with in, big looks but black culture sells oh yeah of course like, and that too if I'm being fully honest a lot of the things that like a lot of the things on social media and like marketing are mainly from like black culture so like even example the stay in your lane thing that happened earlier oh, this week oh that too that's a that's a best selling book mm-hmm. by two black women and they've decided to take the trademarked name and use it for for um, a promotion because they know that people will appeal more to it because they know about the book but also they know about the two mm. like individuals so they're essentially trying to um, trying to profit you, off yeah they're trying to like profit off mm-hmm. some, like the work of two black women without crediting them exactly I think that was one of the major things instead of crediting them and bringing them in you decided that you should just use the term which mm. they thankfully had trademarked mm-hmm. and like had made sure that they had like the paperwork behind it mm. yeah. to basically say like um, no like, we're gonna be able to take you to court for this because mm-hmm. you can't just take from us mm-hmm. but I remember hearing arguments I think even someone in work was talking to me was saying like I mean it's not the phrase that they came up with so how can they really be mad and I couldn't vocalise in that moment, but I think I thought more about it later. And I was mm-hmm. like, it's not the fact that it's the phrase. It's mm. the I, it's the fact that you have taken something that they have made popular mm-hmm. and that they have made to basically represent black women mm. and support them and lift them up and decided like, oh, we'll just run off of that. Mm. Yeah. Because it's like, basically, it's like someone saying, oh, yeah, you can copy my answers, but make it look different. You know, I mean? make it times new romance yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like you're not really putting any work in you're just mm. essentially copying to just kind of get extra marks if you get what I mean mm. yeah it's the whole um, like you were saying on Monday black culture sells mm-hmm. it's a lot of I feel like I have this conversation like every other week I just I feel like we have this conversation I, f- I feel like as every black, time as like, as every like, time we're in the studio yeah like I feel like we have these conversations a lot to be honest and I think I was even saying as well earlier this week that like it's it's so sad how like society influences the way that we also behave is one of the conversations that we have as well so when we have conversations about race it's because it's part of our lives and when people when, when white people or people who don't identify within like our racial or ethnic group and ethnicity groups they're always like oh why do you have to make everything about race why do you have to make everything about religion it's because that's not part of your life mm-hmm. our life our lives are influenced by our religion our like our race like things that make us the other that's what our lives are influenced by and that's why we don't we won't we don't choose to talk about race every single day trust me 
I don't like talking about racism. I'd love to much. just chill for a day. But, yeah, you know? I'd love to take yeah, a day I off. I really would love to. But really and truly, we live in a patriarchal world. We live in a racist world. We live in a, um, a xenophobic world. And unfortunately, we have to have these conversations. And it's so sad that we don't have to have these conversations within our different groups. Like we don't, we, like majority of the time when we try and have these conversations with white people, it's always very like shut down, like very like oh you're you're um you're, they bring out white yeah, tears. Mm-hmm. yeah you're, you're yeah like trying to like defer it or trying to like basically trying to lessen it than how it is, and sometimes it's it's always best to just sit back, relax, and listen. The mm-hmm. um what you just said because of the whole thing that was happening with the name Slaying Your Lane, mm-hmm. I picked up my copy of Slaying Your Lane because I didn't finish it yeah. before because mm-hmm. I'd taken a break to read um I think half of a Yellow Sun, mm-hmm. and so I picked it back up and I was reading it on the train, and one thing that popped out which was literally what has been happening is the idea of like taking or like having these elements of blackness which I think are cool but not including black people, mm-hmm. and. I remember having a conversation with someone else at work. These work conversations are getting <laughs> deeper. I'm liking it. Um, uh, about cultural appropriation and the idea that they were like, they were saying how they didn't get the, why it was a big deal. And I was like, and they were, and I was like, okay. I was in the mood to talk about it today. Some days I'm like, okay. But I was actually in the mood to talk. So I sat down and we were talking. And I was like, how it's okay. It, youth for white people, it's a style. You think mm-hmm. it's just something that you can take on and take off, like black with blackfish and like skin tone, with hairstyles, with like certain forms of wear. Like even was it Prada or was it, uh, was it Gucci? Gucci, what some the, big with, fashion house with like this turban as literally the set, like just a carbon copy of like the Sikh turban mm. that they are now selling for hundreds of dollars. Gucci, Gucci, cool. Fashion houses that take. Uh, culture and styles from different people and different communities and make profit off of it the thing is that you can take this on and off you can remove your bronzer and go into the world as a white woman Rachel Dolezal you can take down (laughs) your dreads and you can brush out your hair and then you can be seen as acceptable in any workplace but these are parts of like what our lives and experiences are you can remove that hundred dollar turban and then live your life and not be harassed by people in the street who don't even know your culture or your religion but decide like oh you look different so i'm gonna harass you the thing is like we can't take this stuff off as we're going out into Mm -hmm. the world Mm -hmm. and that's where the issue comes from because you're using it as a style using it as fashion but for us it's like I mean, I put my hair in braids to protect my hair. It looks good, but also to protect my hair. Mm. Dreads are natural hairstyles for black people because it's a natural hairstyle that also protects our hair. And kids are still getting sent home for wearing dreads, but you people are still using it as fashion. Mm. You're still taking boxer braids and making it into a thing. Mm. It's like, it's a it's a discussion that needs to be had. And it sounds t- like little and like not important, but- It's important to us. Yeah, because if we go through life having to be penalized for things that naturally grow from our heads or naturally that we wear or are parts of our culture and religion but then a white person puts on it instantly trendy what does that say mm. like does it in, is it instantly okay because you're white that's literally mm-hmm. what you're saying mm. you know what you just said that literally popped in my mind so i'm currently reading the clapback the book by mm-hmm. elijah and basically he actually spoke about the whole rocha dollars out situation and sort of broke it down in a way that i feel like white people can also understand why it's also problematic but also people who are coming to her defense can also understand why it's so problematic so obviously she changed her name 
and still now she's called Ninkenchi something. Oh, huh? mad. Know, yeah, but she you know she changed it to a Nigerian. Yeah, yeah. Huh? but you know she also wrote a book called um something I heard about living Rose. in a black and white world or something you like that. Better and sure. you know, you know what name she used as like the author of the book? She used Rachel. Do- no, she used Rachel Dolezal because that's more of a white like air quotes a white name she's famous for that yeah name. she's famous for that name as well but if she used that Minkenchi name it was obviously it's her ethnic name and kind of white name books are more likely to sell more than a like a book where the author is um, not someone who has a English name but she she obviously knew about her privilege like she used mm-hmm. so essentially used her privilege to kind of gain what's it called she sort of used her privilege to sort of make life better for her because mm. she can sort of di- so she can dip in and out basically and I think that's what she's sort of utilising as well yeah, that's, that's yeah. Um, like, like that's the thing with Blackfish to kind of bring it back it's the fact that you can choose to not look racially ambiguous mm-hmm. for your followers mm-hmm. or for these like brand deals when you want to but there are mm. still a lot of black influencers and like um like darker influencers who are not getting as much like support or making as much money because brands choose to not work with them but you white women who are darkening yourself and doing hashtag black girl magic mm. you're making yeah. money from it like do better come on okay on a lighter note mm. please sir. yes <laughs> <laughs> um let us talk about what's coming up Nisha you're gonna talk to us about uh well i have one thing representation yeah. on netflix uh which oh. is really popping off uh always Why? be my maybe mm-hmm. oh okay yes. yeah I that, seen that you yet. should watch it it was good it. it was a very cute film mm-hmm. okay good yes yeah. <laughs> sometimes you know you just want like a rom-com that's easy i haven't it was watched one of a those. rom-com in a while yeah. i haven't i haven't like you know did the little rom-com tears in a while oh. my life is a rom-com oh. <laughs> oh. i know i'm turning <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was gonna drain you. It's fine. It's fine. I actually missed saying "must be nice" there. Really? Then do it again. Really? No one's gonna stop you. Yeah, no, but I can't say "must be nice" because I have it now. You know, break, break up with your boyfriend. Break up with your boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Also, when this comes out, it will be eat. Yes. Oh, oh yes, yes, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what I was hoping Nisha would talk to us now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because so so obviously I know that it's you fast for forty days. Nah, we we fast for like twenty eight days. So you 20, fast oh, for a okay, lunar okay, calendar. Okay. Oh, okay, so I know that obviously you fast and you eat when sunset. Yeah, and you don't eat when sun rises. Nah, basically. Okay, sorry. So, yeah, it's see, okay. this is my ignorance. This, sorry, I don't know, <laughs> this is education. Yeah. So Ramadan is like a one of the most holiest months in the Islamic calendar, and um, it's a part of islam that's like one of the main it's one of the main pillars of islam mm. so um you fast where so basically like you said with sunrise and sunset we have a very special relationship it's very very much related to nature and like we kind of depend on nature and like the timings for that even with our prayers so sunrise uh, around that time is where you kind of eat and you kind of prepare for the fast and then once the sun is risen uh, there's one prayer that goes with that mm. And then for the whole day, you go without eating, you go without drinking, you abstain from sex. Um, there's a lot Wait, of... In, in the 28 days or between 
the sunrise and the sunset. Between the sunrise and the sunset. Oh. Don't worry, you can get freaky after <laughs> after dinner time. <laughs> you gonna get freaky. <laughs> it's alright. Um, yeah, smoking, alcohol. Okay. Um, it's during kind that of, period. During that period, oh, okay. and uh, for some for some Muslims as well, they choose to not listen to music for the oh, whole month okay. as well. So depending on music, yeah, yeah. Uh, just like kind of normal music or mm, any kind of music, mm. and it's kind of like a period where uh, Muslims can kind of like come back into their faith, and mm. you know, a lot of the time, most Muslims try and read the Quran a couple of times, mm. and, you know, kind of like get back into their faith, kind mm. of get with their spirituality, and mm. it's a really kind of, it's a it's a cleanse in a sense, mm-hmm. and it's a detox from the the world as we know it. And um, so, yeah, you kind of go without eating, drinking the rest of it. And then it comes to sunset and you're like, right, bring out all the food. And mm-hmm. dates for us is a very important thing. Um, make sure you stay hydrated. Make sure you eat right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it provides to be like a really, really it, it becomes a health benefit as well, mm-hmm. fasting. And then uh, we have like a really important night during this period called uh, Laylatul Qadr. And it's a night I've of... I've heard you say that before. Really? Yeah. Oh. I feel like I've heard you say that before. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. It's okay. And then that's kind of like a night of prayer. And like you just spend your whole night praying. I think it's because when we were t- talking about night vigil, you must have mentioned it. Maybe. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of like, it's the night where your sins can basically be cleansed. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of the most important nights. And then um, that will come around. If that... If like it's... It's really important as well in terms of like family as well because it's like in this kind of day and age where you don't really get to see your family because you're mm. busy doing work or school um it's it really brings a community together mm. so because you know that all the muslims around the world are eating mm. when you are eating and then mm. like they're breaking their fast when you're breaking mm. your fast mm. and it's like a really strong communal sense mm. and then um eid will come and we'll celebrate Eid. Okay. And so Eid is essentially the end of the fast. It's basically our Christmas. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> and you get presents. Yeah. Well, I should get presents, but my parents are stingy. So, <laughs> uh, but there's a thing called salami money. Okay. So it's not like salami as in like the mm. the the, mm, the, the meat. meat. Yeah. Um, but like salami is kind of like the greeting that you give. Mm. And there's this very popular thing where it's like if you basically pay your parents' respects, mm. kind of like if you touch their feet. Like I don't mm. know if you've seen Asians do that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You just you just touch their feet for like respect. That's her hand on my lap. <laughs> She's touching. Yeah, just like, this is like I pay. I touch yeah. your feet, and like you know, you're like, oh, salami money in it, and then mm. they're supposed to give you cash. But oh, okay. <laughs> I might start to though, I will not disrespect you for my day, but I'll be touching my dad's feet. <laughs> I'll be rinsing that salami money. But um <laughs> 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 But um yeah, it is a great time <laughs> for everyone. Realize, maybe that's why Kata doesn't want to touch my feet. <laughs> oh he actually, it's like he has a baby. Oh okay. Actually, once she's finished, I'll yeah. then ask you a question. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We get deep. So um, you you have a good time. You eat out. You pig out. Mm. You uh, you kind of like spend some time having fun. Mm. Um, and also for this Eid is I th- yeah it should be this Eid the zakat money. So like zakat is kind of basically our version of I don't know if Christians have it, but it's like donating money to the mm. poor. Yeah. And what we do is like depending on your income. Uh, if you've got savings in your account and kind of like a form of like investment what you do 
and this is another kind of pillar of Islam, like this is very vital. Um, it's like when you give money to the poor. Mm. So uh, you calculate your savings and then you take a percentage of that and then you distribute that amongst the poor. Mm. And it's a lot of money, like Muslims, yeah. Sorry, Blessing has a question, I think. Oh, no, I was saying we have one minute left. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, maybe I can um, ask a question. You can ask it off her. Uh, yeah, 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 go yeah, on. Ask, do you want to ask a question? Or? No, well, I, well, no, wow. I have so many questions. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so I think my one question for you before we end was that, because obviously um, your partner mm-hmm. is Muslim as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do you... Hi, mom. Hi, dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so how do you sort of um, support him during the 28 days as well? Um, or like how do you even find it being in a relationship with someone who's obviously fasting it makes like going out for like just dates a little bit different because mm. obviously I want to eat and he's like I can't and a few times I have forgotten I'm like hey do you want some of my drink and then he's looking at me like and I'm like what and he's like <laughs> I'm like oh sorry <laughs> um, but I think we manage it well like the times that we have gone out it's been nearer the evening so then he does get a chance to break fast then we can eat together and Mm -hmm. those times i remember earlier on i would be like oh i won't eat because you're not eating and Mm. i was like that's fair but then as we've got more comfortable with each other be like they're just chewing like Mm. how's it going you doing okay (laughs) um but for him he says the the worst thing is like staying hydrated because he's just that's like he's always thirsty Mm. um thirsty for what yeah so it's kind of just about trying to find um just trying to check in on him trying sometimes i'm like you're right you're yeah. doing good and yeah he just kind of he'll tell me if he just is too tired to do anything because mm. sometimes he just wants to sit at home and just wait for yeah. time to break fast the naps mm. that you take during ramadan Yo, i've um, seen this boy he's like gone i'm like wow <laughs> it's looking like a it's looking sweet yeah also just a fun fact before we sign off um so for eid is based on the visibility of the moon mm. so we have to search for the moon in order for us to know whether it's eid or not the next day mm. and this is the kind of banter we have at work because when they're like when we're like oh yeah we need to take a day off for Eden they're like yeah cool which one and you're like I don't know it depends on the moon so I'll tell you the night before <laughs> so this is the trouble that most Muslims have in the oh. western sphere because in Bangladesh schools um, are closed for Ramadan okay. so they'll just be shut for the whole month that must be so because the number of people who are fasting at work as well like we have I, when we go into lunch I'll just be like see you later guys and they're just sitting <laughs> there and then they go and pray and then they come back and it's like because uh, it's so hot in that office as well yeah. so I'm like damn man but I'm I'm also aware that because a few people I think one of them has taken the next few weeks off mm-hmm. so they're going to go for the rest of them they're going to chill and then they're going to have like eat. I think they're going yeah. to like a big celebration so I can't imagine like working and going to school and also be fast at the same time yeah. like one person was playing football or doing rugby or something and I'm like yo yeah <sighs> yeah Eid Mubarak, you made it through the thirty days. Eid Mubarak, you guys be uh, yo, you, you guys, doing it. you guys eat up, you guys deserve it. Exactly, celebrate, enjoy, <laughs> maybe get a gift or two, <laughs> get some of that money, get some of that salami money. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys later. We hope you enjoy this beautiful, wonderful woman whose music I'm about to play. Mm. Bye. Bye. Bye.